0: mode round 83 this is the official video game podcast of secret friends unite and tonight you have the dynamic duo myself todd oxtra from beautiful savage minnesota in the middle of chaos that is moving uh which is not which is my least favorite game at the moment joined by my favorite co-host in the land that is mr mark the canardian carabin how you doing my friend
1: I am pretty good. I'm just getting over a cold. Uh, I did several tests. It is not the Rona, uh, but it it made for a nasty weekend because it went straight through the whole house, uh, including a sick toddler, which is never fun. So uh, if my voice gets a little raspy or I start to mute my mic a little bit, uh, I'm still, still feeling that a little bit, but um, I'm happy to be here.
0: My goodness. Mark, if you look behind me, you will see... I'm the proud owner of a copied version of the Castlevania NFT that Konami sold. <laughs> what do you think about that?
1: I uh, I think that's wonderful. I think right-click, save as is the downfall of all NFTs.
0: Yeah, I don't own it, folks. But you know what? You never know it because who's going to verify the blockchain anyways? Let's be honest.
1: Exactly. Uh, you don't get the the, what's the hexagon uh, Twitter oh. symbol. Todd, you're missing out.
0: I know I need like a monkey that's smoking a cigar that is wearing like those star glasses. I mean, that's, that's all I'm missing, Mark. Come on.
1: Yep. Oh my
0: goodness. Maybe we should play a game. What would be your NFT? And that sounds like the worst game ever. So let's <laughs> not do that. Goodness. Oh, well, Um. let's see since uh, it's been two weeks since we joined. So let's catch up on, you know, one of our favorite topics and that is buy rent return. Mark. Oh. I noticed there are some big anniversaries for some games this year in 2022. Right. So we've got Street Fighter, the original game, not two, which everybody knows. Street Fighter, the original, not too good, but it, that's what started the whole franchise. Right, right. 35th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts, 20th anniversary, going back all the way on the PS2. And mm-hmm. Kirby, which we'll talk a little bit later, on the 30th anniversary, on the good old NES. Mm-hmm. So, Mark, with the Byrant return of these franchises that are persevered, not going anywhere, I assume. Uh, they'll stick around. Uh, at least Street Fighter and Kirby actually have new games coming that we've heard about. Yeah. Street Fighter 6, Kirby, uh, and the 3D Adventures, whatever you want to call it, The Last of Kirby. And then Kingdom, that, yeah. Kingdom Hearts got a cloud version on Switch. Yay. Yeah,
1: yeah, sure. Uh, okay, so before we start, I have to clarify is this these games or franchises? I think it's a franchise
0: because okay, franchise yeah, well? okay. their first efforts were not always considered like the, the that, best That's kind of what I'm
1: thinking. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that that would that would definitely change my answers, I believe. Uh so Oh man, okay. How am I gonna go with this? You know what? You'll see what I'm playing later, but this is gonna give a little spoiler for that. Uh, I I am gonna go with Kirby for my buy because I am excited controversial for sir for Forgotten Land and uh, there have been some good Kirby games. I very much enjoyed the uh, the DS uh, was it the Rainbow? Oh yeah. Rogue well, there was a couple, framework. right?
0: Was there was Rainbow Curse yeah. and then there wasn't there like a
1: wasn't there another one? I believe so. But uh, there there have been some very fun, unique Kirby games. They they push the envelope. They do weird and different things with that character. And while I enjoy when they do those weird things a lot of the time, I am also very excited to see just like an action platform kind of game with Kirby Forgotten Land. So I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy Kirby... And get pumped for that game coming out at the end of the month. Um, I'm going to rent Street Fighter because of Street Fighter 2. I played the hell out of that game. That was uh, one of my favorite fighting franchises growing up, and I played a ton of fighting games. Um, I've not really been into it aside from like Smash in recent years, but like my. Younger teenage days and even younger than that were like heavy, heavy fighting games. And Street Fighter was was always a go-to favorite of mine. So Street Fighter is going to be my rent. And sadly, Kingdom Hearts, I really wanted to love Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts because I love Disney. And it's so convoluted. It's so crazy. If you love Kingdom Hearts, all the power to you. But I just can't follow everything that happens in those games. And uh, I, I enjoy it's it's weird. I enjoy hearing about Kingdom Hearts and like people explaining what's going on and trying to keep people up with with the story and everything. And it's it's like the the best acid trip dream you could have with, with Disney characters and, and weirdness thrown in there. Um, but it's just, it's not a game for me, but I love hearing about it. So sadly I'm going to return that, but I still will watch YouTube videos of people explaining and playing those games.
0: The real question mark is who has the best fan fiction of all oh, these yeah, games? hundred
1: percent kingdom hearts. I right answer. I, 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 it has to, uh, I would say they're right up there with smash brothers for the best fan fiction. Uh, has to be, has to be uh, not, not that that's like, not that I, I go out of my way to read a lot of video game fan fiction or anything, but like, I have to imagine that that kingdom hearts would have the best has to be. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah good picks my
0: friend that i think you've got it nailed um let's see for myself oh this is a hard one because um i really want to love street fighter more than i do because i love street fighter 2 and every and, and they've had so many cool iterations we had the um you know, they continued on with the 2D pixel art for quite some time. The Third Strike series really did some beautiful art and animation, really cool, adding more characters. I mean, how many versions of Street Fighter 2 were there? Turbo, Championship Edition. I mean, like, I didn't know the difference between all of them, but people did. Um, and, and they they were really represented well on console when they first came out on the SNS mm-hmm. and the Genesis. Um, then you had, like, that weird um, EX version, which was polygonal, which was weird. Yeah. And then Street Fighter was, like, Gone for so many years and finally brought back with four, which blew people's minds. And yeah, it's a really cool series. Um, there's anime, there's a bunch of different things, action figures. Uh, so yeah, uh, but it feels like it's kind of been on a downturn lately. So I would say for myself, uh, Street Fighter is going to be a this is going to be this is going to be controversial. It's going to be a return because I just am not good at the games and I just don't love them I anymore. That-
1: I get it's, that. It's, they're hard. Like, if you're a fan of Kingdom Hearts or RPGs, like Street Fighter is the like that that's an easy return because they haven't been I don't think they've been as good as they were in like the Street Fighter 2 peak era. And I'm hope like maybe Street Fighter 6 will bring it back and just be like firing on all cylinders and stuff. But like I get that. I get that choice.
0: Yeah, especially with 5 being a console exclusive to PlayStation and yeah. then on PC. So I know we got an announcement. I don't know if they're going to change or do anything else. But I guess we'll see how it is because PlayStation doesn't have an exclusive fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xbox has uh, Killer Instinct and then obviously Nintendo Smash. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, then my rent is probably going to be Kingdom Hearts only because... I loved that series for the first two games. I didn't play all the GBA, the odd, uh, the odd games, the spinoffs, the card <laughs> mechanic game, then the re-releases, which then included all of the, uh, the, the little, um, movies and everything like that. Right. I was so excited for three after such a long gap. And then three came back and it felt like, They forgot they were on new hardware. They forgot how to do voice acting. They had bad voice direction. And it just really turned me off. It's so so funny because it's what I expected on the PS2 Hmm. is what came forward in a better looking... You know, package, but still felt very dated, and which is a shame. Maybe the Japanese version is better just because they did better with the voice direction, but um, it's a shame because they have some really good voice talent making those games. So it's weird. But yeah, it's such, it's so hard to understand what the game is trying to go after with the story. So convoluted. Like you have to watch all these things, and then I hear Mickey talking about things. I'm like, Mickey, do you even know what you're saying anymore? And Donald, I'm like, these are not yeah. things Walt Disney would even recognize. So I I like the fact that they tried something unique and different from a square lens JRPG. But I don't know if we're going to be done with uh, Kingdom Hearts, honestly, at this point. So it's going to be my rent. Um, but it has a lot of nostalgia for me. And I like the Disney characters i it brought forward. But really, my buy is going to be Kirby because when you got a kid who loved Kirby, the Wii with uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn and the games that have come out since, uh, my son really enjoys the Kirby games, regardless of how hardcore of a gamer he is. And he's actually mm-hmm. really excited about this new Kirby game. Um, and there's a co-op mode in this new Kirby game, which I don't know what it means and what it is, to be honest. But we can play it together. Um, yeah. I think that's really cool. I mean, Kirby is one of those series. I look, Mark, I looked at the list of games. Kirby may have more games or appearances on Nintendo games than anybody else. I mean, there is a crap ton of Kirby games. There's at least two to three Kirby games per generation of mm-hmm. every system. It's just crazy.
1: Yeah, it's it's wild. And that's what I w- I meant with like they throw Kirby at so much stuff. And I, I think it's, you know, partially because he is kind of a I'll say kind of bland character in the sense that like he's just a a, a puffball like a pink puffball that you can kind of do anything with it's not like it's an established style that you have to stick to or a, an established gameplay that you have to stick to you can inst- like stick him on a surfboard and that's the game that time or you can turn him into yarn and that's the game this time and you like you can just do whatever you want with kirby and for some reason it always works and it it, it's always at least solid right it it might not be like the the system seller but it's always at least solid and uh yeah i had a ton of fun with with the new one so i i yeah i can't believe we essentially landed on kirby for our buy it's so
0: weird but i would say it's also i would say it's the perfect game for a young gamer too and the adding co-op makes it a perfect game to play with a family. So when Finn gets old enough, I think Epic Yarn, if you could bring that game out, maybe it gets ported or whatever. We did have the 3DS version, but maybe bring that to Switch and, mm. and bring it there because I think that's a great game for that. So yeah, Kirby, congratulations. You made us proud. Don't eat us, please. <laughs> what would Kirby be his power be, Mark,
1: if he swallowed you? Uh, um, Tiredness. Oh. Uh, this week um sleep sleep can we just uh, just uh, yeah um oh man i don't know sarcasm uh probably he so throw out epic, you throw
0: yeah. out memes at you and <laughs> break you down to tears because you're just yeah, a but, fool uh,
1: just a lightsaber and sarcasm i think is uh is is the the power up there yeah what about yours
0: Oh my goodness, Mark. I think it would be dad jokes. So I don't know how you would Ooh, like, like make it. that a thing. Yeah. And right. I think you and I share a good dad joke and Logan has loved it for years. So I don't right. know how that would be. I mean, if it'd be like emojis of jokes or something that you would attack them with, yeah. um, or they'd laugh to death, that'd be a good, you know, so, yeah. I don't know, you know, sad trombone, uh, you hit them with a, a sad trombone. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Uh, mix up with, um, Oh, what was the, the, uh, hello, Sir. Is that the, the insult simulator games? hmm Yeah. Yeah, do some of those kind of mechanics. Perfect. Okay, yeah, good deal. I'd yeah,
0: it. let us know, folks, what your Kirby power would be or what Kirby would turn into you. Uh, of course, Kirby would have a little uh, soul patch with Mark. He'd, have a, uh, he'd be a, a ginger with a beard. Yeah. And maybe a lightsaber. That's not lab- a lightsaber because trademark.
1: Right, yes, a, mm-hmm. uh, a power light sword laser
0: sword. Yes. Uh, very good. So then we move on to a question we got from the winner gamer, Brendan. Glad to hear you from you. I know you're, you're doing like dad, heavy dad work with the hospital. We want your little one to come home soon because I know how, how, how just frustrating that can be as a parent seeing a sick kid. So we're wishing you well, bud.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, I've heard that, uh, that things are progressing well so i think that's going to happen sooner rather than later uh, and for anyone listening that doesn't know um not not quite sick kid premature uh mm-hmm. born born a little early so we don't want to give the wrong impression that uh that there's a, a an ill child uh, aside from just you know jumping into the world a little, a little early, we're just excited to meet everyone. Right. You know, that's, that's it. So, uh, so I think she's, she's getting along well and, uh, there we go. But yeah, I can't wait to hear that or see that, that, uh, you know, everyone's home and, and safe and happy. And, um, I, I can't even imagine, man, I, when, when Finn was born, we were, uh, I'll say trapped in the hospital cause we couldn't leave. Cause that was like the start of everything with, with COVID lockdowns. So that was only a couple months into it, and, uh, so we were literally like stuck in a room. I was escorted up to the showers and then had to like go back. Like that was my one escape through the day. Um, and that was only for a week and I started going nuts. Um, so I can't imagine, uh, more time in there. I, although they, I, I guess they can leave and stuff now. So that's, uh, that's kind of a, a bonus there. But, um, I started going pretty awfully shack wacky. Um, after a week. So yeah, yeah, that's going to be yeah. exciting.
0: Yeah. I, 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 my heart goes out to anybody that has to go through that. My sister lost a child who spent a year in the hospital and never got to bring him home. So the, the, this time there at the hospital with your kid, it's not ideal. It doesn't get the bonding time yeah. you need. So we want you guys to be home soon and just enjoy that ridiculous fun that we all went through. Cause kids are mm-hmm. a hoot and, and and they make our lives brighter. Absolutely. All right, so his question is, what are some of the favorite games to replay or which games are you looking forward to replaying? I'm currently replaying God of War and find it so good that I'm contemplating replaying it again. Wowie wow! wow. Mm. I uh, went through the same thoughts on God of War. I played a little bit of it uh, to replay it again, and then something else distracted me. I'm the wrong person for this question. I do not replay games. I don't re- read books. I don't rewatch shows. I rarely rewatch movies. Um, I'm 46 years old. My time is so damn limited. I am always on the outlook for the newest, biggest thing that I'm going to love. And it's going to be my biggest uh, thing that changes my life. So just replaying things, just, I just don't have the time to, I just, Mm. there's just too much stuff. So, um, I don't replay things. I will rewatch YouTube videos because to me, that's good enough, uh, because I just don't have 20 hours to re-sync back into a game, but I am so excited about God of War. So I totally appreciate that.
1: Excellent. Uh, for me, this is yeah, two very different answers for this one because my so as far as like what I'm looking forward to replaying, I actually messaged Brennan about this. Uh, well, he messaged me and kind of kind of cursed me out a little because uh, the last episode of Holocron Chronicles was all about Jedi Fallen Order and just talking about that game, going back and looking up some videos and looking up some beats and that kind of thing because I didn't have time to replay it before we recorded. But after talking about it and after recording it, and uh, Brennan messaged me and said, uh, damn it. Like now I have to replay that game. And I, I said, yeah, I'm kind of feeling the same way. Like I have to go back and replay that for, I think this will be the third or fourth time playing that, but I, I need to, uh, don't know if I'll, I'll beat the whole thing, but I might just turn it on easy just to go through the story hundred percent and just kind of really experience that again. Cause the last time I did it, I tried it was more amping up the difficulty rather than playing Mm. it for the story beats. So this one might be a story playthrough. I, I, I don't know. I haven't settled on that, which is why I haven't started replaying it yet. Plus I've been distracted with some other things, which I'll get to. Uh, but my favorite games to replay and games that I play, uh, I replay the super Mario games, the early ones. So super Mario brothers, Uh, we'll sometimes dabble in two, but it's not my favorite to go back to. Uh, so one, three and super Mario world are my go-to go back favorite replay games. Uh, if I am just bored and don't know what else to play, if I'm feeling like I have been for the past little bit, uh, of, of kind of in a gaming rut, a lot of times those games will get me back and get me out of that rut. Uh, this time it was something different and I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but those are the games that I will go back and replay and just it they just work. they just get me out of there and uh, and that's what I need. so that they are some of my favorite games to replay and I I have them in so many places that I can replay them on the go or I can replay them on the NES classic with that controller or the Super Nintendo classic or whatever it is so um, that is yeah that's my my go-to favorite games to replay
0: fantastic uh, i would say i will convert that arcade games i will go back and play arcade games because that's the whole nature you just go back pulse and you're not completing pac-man pac-man you play two levels and you you ditch so there you go that would be mine so very good let us know folks what your uh go-to games are for replaying if you if you have those because man oh man we do not suffer from a lack of games and that is 100 true so but yeah. you know what chicken soup for the soul Super Mario Brothers for Marky Mark.
1: That's it, man. I that's that's exactly the way to describe it. It's chicken soup for the soul, like that is. Yeah, that's a perfect way to describe that. Great yeah, question. It feels good. It's like a
0: good song, weird. or you know, yeah. it, it's something like that. It's just whatever makes. It's just, and for me, a lot of it is video game music. Sometimes, like the mm-hmm. Mega Man selection menu, love it. Oh, yeah. It's on my uh, Castlevania, all that stuff. Love yep. the video game music just pierces your skull and says, "Hey, remember that? Member berries, folks. Member berries." There we go. So uh, now it's time to actually talk about video games, Mark. What we've been playing. My goodness, I'm so excited about this. And this is going to actually go into our bonus round. So very quickly, we're going to talk about something you have that I've been talking about for a couple of years. And
1: now you've joined the cult. Finally. I've been talking about this so much. And the last episode, so two weeks ago, I said I was this close to getting it and I backed out cause there was some stuff I had to do around the house and I did those things around the house and some other stuff will get done later in the spring. And, uh, I'm not gonna lie. It's been a, a rough month, a rough year so far, uh, whatever. So it's, it's, um, you know, I, we, we, uh, we, we packed up my grandfather's place. He passed away. A little over a year ago now, but, um, we finally sold the place and, uh, packed it up and, and everything and, uh, walked away from that place for the very last time. And that sucked after, you know, working hard to clear everything out and whatever. And, uh, and so I needed some retail therapy, And, uh, what better way to, to cheer myself up than dropping several hundred dollars on an Oculus slash meta quest Two VR system that I've been wanting for a very long time. And that's how I justified this purchase (laughs) to myself. Uh, Cause my wife was all like, just do what you want, get it. I don't care. That's great. And she's been loving it too. So, um, Quickly, I'm not going to get into every single one of these in detail, but very which, quickly. Which sub- model
0: did you get? Did you get like the 120 gigabyte standard model? Yeah, just the basic yeah okay. standard
1: model, uh, okay. which is like, so when I start listing the games, 128 gigs, and I still have like 98 gigs free on this. So I, I can't imagine needing space unless the games start to get bigger or something. Like, 128's been doing it so far because. I have played Beat Saber, uh, Walkabout Mini Golf, Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge, Bait, which is a fishing game, Fruit Ninja, uh, dove into a little bit of Horizon Worlds, um, and checked out some of the other stuff like Horizon Venues. Uh, So Horizon's like Facebook's attempt at the, like the early metaverse kind of thing, right? Where your avatar's in there and you walk around and you can create worlds or go to concerts or do that kind of stuff. Um, I have a few more games on there that I just installed and haven't played. Like there were a couple that you recommended. There were a couple of freebies that I just kind of picked up and installed, but like those ones that I listed were the games that I spent the most time in the last couple of weeks. Um, Beat Saber is amazing. Holy crap! You said Logan's a, a big fan of that one. I can see why.
0: Mark, he does things in Beat Saber that no person should be able to do. I don't know how he does it.
1: Yeah, um, my, my Kirby power-up lightsaber is uh, is been seeing some good use uh, in Beat Saber because I jumped into that game and um, it it feels it feels right. I just I don't know if it's like I've hearing Sean Capri and his kids or seeing them playing uh guitar hero and rock band mm-hmm. uh, made me want to get back into the rhythm games. And then my love of star Wars and lightsabers. This is a perfect combination for me <coughs> um, right now to, to get in. And it's, it's, it's so much fun. Uh, walkabout mini golf is wild. That is one of my favorite experiences so far. If you have a quest to, or a quest, try that out. If you like mini golf, Um, it's, it's very immersive, like super immersive. And like the physics is right on for, for like a mini golf experience. Um, it's, it's really impressive. Uh, star Wars tales from the galaxy's edge. I thought I would be putting more time into, but, Realistically, I've been playing Beat Saber and mini mini golf, so I'll, I'll get back into Galaxy's Edge. But it's so far very impressive. Uh, but also the only one of these experiences so far that I felt a little bit of that motion queasiness. Ooh, okay. Of uh, so uh, by default that game is a teleport game. So you point, okay, you yep. know, your your mm-hmm. thing, and you you kind of teleport. I turned that off, Ooh. and wanted like the full, like walkthrough sure. controls. Mm-hmm. And I think I adjusted the speed a little bit too fast. Um, cause I don't like, I don't get motion sick boats, roller coasters, rides, whatever you can throw me on. I will go on for hours and not get motion sick. The only time I do get motion sick, uh, is when my body doesn't feel what my brain is seeing. Sure. So like the, the Harry Potter ride at uh, universal every time. Really? Just
0: Cause that's a fantastic uh, ride too. I know. But and I get motion where, sick, um, Mark, and I was perfectly fine.
1: Weird. Yeah. It's, it's the part where, okay. And it might be just because I know how that ride works. I may mm-hmm. have ruined it on myself okay. because the, there's a part where you're on the Quidditch pitch, I think, and you're like mm-hmm. going forward, yep. but the ride is actually moving sideways. Mm-hmm. And, Um, there's something with my, my balance or equilibrium that I can, my body detects it. My body knows that I'm moving sideways, but it looks like it's moving forwards. The explanation that I was given is because my body picks up that I'm actually moving sideways, but my visuals are picking up that I'm moving forward. Uh, it thinks I'm poisoned and wants me to throw up the poison. Hmm. is the explanation I was given. So I think that's the same thing for some of these VR games. Um, Who told you insurance? that, Lauren,
0: after you got a new insurance policy? No. Oh, okay.
1: No, that was... Uh, oh, wait, that, that wouldn't
0: make sense then, would it? Hmm.
1: No, no, she just okay. poisoned me straight up. Okay, say, that's right there.
0: Be, I yeah. will recommend, um, one. and pro tip, because uh, you, you know we had a comment about, hey, love the VR talk that I've done before. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I recommend, and actually... Um, uh, it's it's pretty simple um it's called c bands they're like pressure yeah. sensitive little yeah. wristbands and they have like a pressure point that goes on your wrist i have motion sickness i wore those to universal studios the disney parks i was golden didn't get mm. sick once i will wear them with vr on occasion but the majority of time i feel okay in vr so it, they're like 10 bucks on amazon you get two pairs yeah. um I, I recommend it try it out I'll have to
1: look into that. And and once I turned off the the like control motion, I turned it back to teleport mm-hmm. mode. Zero problem to go. Okay. Um, and I so I don't know uh, what I'm going to end up doing with that one, but uh, yeah, that was the one experience, and, it, and that was like the first time of like jumping into something in VR. So as I get used to maybe being in a virtual world, maybe that will go away. But I will. I I might try the C band thing. Um, Yeah, man, this is so much fun. And if anyone has any recommendations or whatever, let me know uh, for games. Yeah.
0: No Vader quest, Mark. Do do
1: they give Vader quest away anymore for free or no? No, no. Okay. Vader immortal. Um, Uh, Yes. Quest. three, three parts to that one. Um, Basically I flipped a coin. Ah, okay. I said, I want one star Wars game cuz you can buy Vader Immortal. You can buy mm-hmm. like the three parts separately or there's just a bundle with the three of them and you save like yep. two bucks or something. Um and I literally flipped a coin. I said do I want Tales from Galaxy's Edge or do I want Vader Immortal? Which one first? Cuz once I finish one, I'm buying the next one and let's go. Um So Galaxy's Edge one. And uh once I finish that, I will go into Vader Immortal.
0: I own both. I've not played Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. Fun story. Um, The quest is a perfect thing to have, Mark, when you have guests over. It's Mm. like, you gotta try this out and pick the experience. So my one friend, one of my best friends, you know, he's been around the world. Uh, Nothing phases him. Give him the quest and he tries out Vader Immortal. Climbing up a, a ladder and then looking out messed him up. Like he couldn't deal with like heights, like a sense of like heights and it messed him up. He's like, I can't do this. So he'd take it off. But it's, it's kind of cool. And it's like, not that I wanted him to have bad action, but the fact that he felt like he was heights were messing with him shows you kind of how immersive this thing can be.
1: Well, that was one of the things with, uh, with walkabout mini golf. One of the courses starts you off on a cliff. So if you're standing up and if heights kind of throw you off, like watch out. Cause it is we, Like I was standing up in my living room and then suddenly I'm on this cliff face and it was like, whoo, that's something. And like, it's, it is crazy how immersive it is of like how you actually feel like you're on a cliff face for a second. You see all those things of like the plank I forget what it's called. Ricky's plank experience or something like that. Uh, but like people actually get a plank of wood and they walk on it and you're supposed to jump off and they jump into a TV or a wall or something. I haven't tried that one yet. But well, I don't believe. jump
0: into your TV, please. Uh, don't do it an for answer. like science. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But um, yeah, man, VR is is awesome. And we're going to talk about.
0: The yeah, we'll little go into details. about um, Covering the whole world of VR, kind of where it's at cool things, things that you may not know about VR. Um, mm-hmm. Cause now that we both have it, it's not me just talking to the void. Cause it's kind of cool. So very yeah. cool. Um,
1: neat. If, if anyone has it um, let's, let's meet up in, in horizon worlds. Cause that was another fun experience of Ooh. just me- meeting up with like random people in there. But I think it'd be way more fun with like some friends <clears throat> and, like I just jumped in with, like I said, with a random lobby and we were just kind of like, there's a boomerang game we were playing and like throwing paper airplanes and stuff and just like hanging out and chatting and stuff. And there's poker, um,
0: there's VR chat. There's all these opportunities yeah, just to be. Too. Exactly. It's your voice. It's you, it's you doing things. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of just the coolest part of all the things. I mean, I imagine people will do, well, we'll talk about that. Sorry. I'm just getting, my brain is just exploding in ideas. Yeah
1: exactly exactly so before we we keep going with that uh, i do want to say and i I mentioned this before i played the last of kirby or sorry the kirby and the forgotten land uh the whatever you want to call this uh but the new kirby game has a demo it's three stages i want to say maybe four um a couple of stages in a boss fight basically uh i love this there are a couple of modes uh inside baseball, we were thinking about talking about accessibility in games today before we, we kind of pivoted to VR and maybe we can talk about accessibility with VR because that's a, a, another part of that. But, um, I did very much appreciate the two modes. And, and to your point earlier, like this could be one of Finn's first games because he loved it. I spent literally 30, Minutes to maybe close to an hour playing hide and seek and peekaboo with Kirby. Because when you press the control pad, Kirby does different things. And one of the things, when you press up, he waves and says hi. And he did that, and Finn waved and said hi back. So that set me off on like, what can we do? So I was hiding Kirby behind trees and like poking him out and then saying hi, and Finn would laugh and say hi back. Uh, I gave him a Kirby amiibo. He's been carrying around and going up to people and going, hi. And uh, so Finn instantly fell in love with Kirby. And uh, that like instant purchase for me just to mess around with him and play hide and seek. So uh, not only is the game really, really solid so far, just based on the demo stages, but also it's cute to sell with uh, my toddler. So two thumbs up for me. I'm very yeah, excited to, to play yeah. the full version. Yeah,
0: there's two modes, three three levels to play. I played it. I played the first level. Um, they let you kind of experience most of the game, which is you know you can absorb characters. It's it's more like Mario 3D World than it is an yeah. open world game because you have levels. You don't get to go too far off the beaten track. Which I'm kind of, in those games, I mark. I'm just always moving the camera. I'm like, can I go over there? Is there something hidden? Nope, I can't. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I did die once because be I thought there be might weird. be something over after ledge. So I'm like, yeah. I died and I'm like, okay, don't do that, Todd. Um, yep. I got mouthful mode. I was a car. That was kind of fun.
1: It's so hilarious. The, uh, what else do you turn into in the demo? Uh, pylon, a vending machine. What was the other one? Uh, very entertaining.
0: Yeah. Perfect game to play with others. I'm not sure how co-op mode works with it. Um, so that's something that's kind of cool to do. I, I'm assuming it's just local, maybe not online. I don't know. More to come on that. It's coming out the 25th of March. So. Uh, $60. Um, pro tip, Walmart, sometimes day you can go into the store and get Nintendo games and day launch games for 10 bucks off. So check it out there, too. If you like the physical games. I always say it's a family, physical is the way to go with the Nintendo games because you yeah. don't have to buy it multiple times. You just get the cart. Although... Watch your kids. They'll lose the carts. They'll lose the game cartridge, which Logan did. So there, but yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Um, and I'm curious to see what they do with the more difficult mode, because that seems like it's going to be more like to get all the stuff. You really have to challenge yourself, mm-hmm. um, which is nice to add that kind of, like you said, accessibility, you des- you decide how you want to play and that's how you enjoy the game.
1: And you can do it stage by stage too. So if you're stuck on a stage, you can just instantly drop the difficulty down and, still get the experience. So I I really enjoy how accessible this is. And we're hearing that a vast change from something else that you played. So why don't you jump in?
0: Yeah. Let's talk about Elden Ring. This is the game that is apparently like the number three or four Metacritic game of all time. Uh, highly reviewed. It's available on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation, basically any game system you have. Um, and it is by the creator of Dark Souls, Demon Souls, Bloodborne, Atagi, for you guys who remember that from a software game, uh, King's Field, all those things. Um, this is a hard game, um, but it is essentially all those games, but they pivoted to an open world, which didn't make it easier, but what it did due to the series which is a fantasy era series ridiculously hardcore difficult very vague with a assist with story by george r railroad martin for some reason <laughs> not sure why he was brought in but i don't know what he did because there's really not much story at all in this game a limited I cut scene he laid out
1: some com- like some com- it, it sounded like he laid out concepts Sure. Maybe some character story beat kind of things, but it sounded like it was very kind of a loose. Like, here's my general pitch: Have fun with it.
0: Yeah. So I'm sure he had nothing to do with the combat mechanics or mechanics and all. So no, no map. Mo, no, hey, you should add this to the map. That would look cool. No, I, he had nothing to do with that. Uh, <laughs> he didn't pick so, Ohio. No, 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 no Ohio games. We need more Ohio games or hell, Michigan games. Yeah, that's a that's a real city, folks. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you like these type of games, you're gonna love this. If you have not loved these type of games, you're probably not gonna like it, but the open world could change your mindset on that. The big thing that Open world brings into this game series, which is knights and warriors. you select your character class, you can wield weapons, you can have some magic, you pick your stats. The funny part is Mark, you get like 12 character classes to choose from in the description for these character classes is as vague and boring as you'd want. It's like, why would I choose one over the other? I don't know. Um, that's part of the the thing that people love. They don't tell you Mm -hmm. anything. So you kind of just pick and choose. But the problem is people then go to YouTube or game facts or Reddit to ask all those same questions. So it's like, it's not like they're going in blind. They still have to go to a resource to find these things out. So it's very like, yeah the game's not telling you but you still have to do these things i don't know anybody that goes in blind and never looks up a, a fact or something like that so it's a right. very weird idea and, and they don't apologize for anything in this game they they've said this is a difficulty as part of this series Miyazaki, mm-hmm. the creators, like this is what he wants to do perfectly fine with that don't beg for a, a less difficult game don't Don't expect them to explain mechanics. Don't expect them to understand like, oh, this is how you equip things. They don't even tell you how to do that, which is just like, really? You aren't going to clip me, uh, tell me how to equip the the horse ring to bring my horse? Nope. And then the the way you control things, it's like there's 85 things essentially on your D-pad to select. So once again, in combat, when you're struggling, you can easily make a mistake. So getting back to where I came from, the open world is a good addition regards to if you're running to a boss, like a dragon, who's really, really ridiculous. And you may not know he's ridiculous until you actually start fighting him. You can run away and then you can go and kill some scrubs and get your power ups and level yourself up. Don't be afraid to run away from things because that's how you kind of know you're going to be better. So my class Hmm. is an astrologer. I can use a sword. I can use a shield, but my, character is more suited to magic so i have a wand that shoots a couple spells but i'm limited uh with your health and your magic with vials of potion you only get so many and you can choose though of your four you get how you want to distribute those through the menu system they don't tell you that either until you go to the thing so once again the theme is if you have to be led or told where to go this is not the game for you um but the cool part about this game is and I was ready to quit, I complained to my son, Logan, I said, ah, I don't like this. It's not for me. It's going to take a lot of time to to really get good, and that's the theme of these games, get good, which requires mm-hmm. a lot of repetition and leveling up. Some people just put 180 hours into this game, and they love it. Some people, I put 20 hours and barely scratched the surface, and I had enough. So I quit after about 90 minutes. Logan says, what are you doing, Dad? That's ridiculous. So he's mm-hmm gone hardcore into this game series. He loves hard games. That's who he is, not me. I like a narrative story. I like these things. It's very thing. But he said, let me tell you how to do things. I'm like, perfect. Okay. This is what I wanted. Same way I played with Destiny. I had a Sherpa. Someone to guide me and carry me along that is better than me, but I still want to enjoy the experience. So that's what Logan did. So Mark, with Logan's help, I beat my first mini boss. Sweet. Then, along with Logan's help, I ended up getting a cool meteorite uh, wand. And Logan's not letting me give up. <laughs> so he's like, he's like pushing me. He's like an athletic trainer. Like, get good. Lift that. Oh. Do an extra set. So I would say if you're gonna, if you've never played this type of series before, if you're gonna mm-hmm. play this game, have some way to play with it. There is a co-op element to this. It's very weird to get there. Um, you can bring in like these weird people to play with you that are like, almost like AI, but you can resurrect them and bring them on. So... I would say this game is not for everybody, but there's something for everybody in this game, Hmm. which is so weird because I was going to give up, not going to give a try, but I'm weirdly enjoying the experience, but it's really because my son and I are enjoying it together. It's like a co-op game with him just enjoying, giving me his experience like me. I used to do with him. He's having the opposite experience where he's much more, Knowledgeable. He's much more experienced. He even mocked me for the way <laughs> I control my guy. He's like, dad, you have to use the crab control. Mark. Are you familiar with the crab control? Yeah. So that's how he wants me to use. I'm like, I'm not, I've played games for like almost yeah, just 30 say, to 40 years.
1: To crab controls. Not
0: just, yeah, it's like this, it's this weird thing where you have multiple fingers on the front versus carrying yeah. a controller like this. It feels alien to me, which I get it if you're just new, but yeah, it's very odd. So I can't wait to hear in 15 years, Mark, what Finn is telling you to get good at, because it's a weird experience.
1: I can't wait. Uh, Right now that person is my brother. Oh, my brother's a big, big dark souls fan. And has been, Oh, geez. uh, I didn't
0: know this. You haven't talked about
1: this. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's a massive Dark Souls fan and has tried to get me into the series multiple times. And uh, we've, we had a discussion this weekend about Elden Ring because I told him I was going to pick it up and then I got the, the, the quest and I didn't cause you know, why would I bother getting something else if I'm going to be in VR, the, the, any chance I get to play games. Um, so I put it off and we, we, had a conversation about how much he's enjoying it and uh and he's he's loving it and one of those people is you know 20 hours and I just beat my first boss and they're gonna put a hundred and eighty hours into this game and love every second of it and blah blah blah. Um for me it's it's so weird because I've never gotten into a souls game and I've tried several and there's just something about it that I can't get into. And I like tough games. I, one of my favorite games a couple of years ago was Celeste. I think that was like mm. my game of the year. Yep. And like, name a tougher, more frustrating game than trying to get through Celeste, which I stuck with until I beat. And I never turned the difficulty down. I never bothered to adjust any of those settings. I played it as is, as developed, as recommended. And I beat that whole game start to finish and felt good about it. And I love those kind of games like meat boy and like all that kind of stuff for whatever reason, when you change it into 3d or maybe it's the griminess of it or something, there's something that breaks in my brain that I'm just like, ugh, I'm giving up after 20 minutes. And it's like, you know, I get stabbed by one skeleton. And I'm just like, yeah, I've had enough of this. And it, it, I have to get over that because I think I'd enjoy the lore and the games and, and all this kind of stuff. And, and maybe, I'll be able to stick with Elden Ring and I'll get my brother to, to Sherpa me like Logan's been doing with you. But there's, there's something and Colin and I had a a pretty good conversation about like, what is broken in my brain that makes me like stick with Celeste and those kind of games when I want to beat my head off a wall, but then I just stick with it and grind through. But when it's, it's, and I, I don't know if it's it like, is it 3d? Is it something about, I, I have no idea what it is, but, uh, yeah, not a clue, but that's it. I, 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 I will eventually get Elden Ring. Mark, I would
0: say then this becomes a challenge to you with your streaming, you and Colin streaming, you playing Elden Ring. Oh, there you go. Very simple. A few drinks, yep. you do stupid things. And just a precursor I was watching and, and, uh, I'm kind of funny, Oh my goodness! Uh, Blessing Junior was this little clip. Did you see that? There is a hand spider. It's a hand that moves like a freaking spider. And I'm like, what? And he was just he was just like paused in in horror and didn't know what to do. And he's like, I'm pushing the button. I say with Logan all the time, I'm pushing the button and it's not working. So, yeah, this game is kind of disgusting in some ways. the the Mm -hmm. the 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 bosses don't look good in regards to a. Uh, like a classically well-designed thing. It's like, they put extra arms on things. They, like, make them gloppy. It's it's really Everybody's not a just pretty disgusting. game. Yeah. yeah, it's not even a pretty game when I compare that to, like, other games. It's not a pretty game. It doesn't run fantastic on any console. And it was funny because I was playing an Xbox Series X because I got it from Gamefly. It The load times compared to PS5, for some reason, are 3x the length. Like, it takes which is weird. And that's a game where you don't want the load times to be long because you die a lot.
1: So yeah, yeah. that, that's a weird experience. because with, with something like Celeste, you're instantly back in. Exactly. Yeah. And fast. That, that for me kind of motivates me to keep going. If I have to wait 30 seconds to get back in and then I die and I have to wait another 30 seconds and then I die and then I have to wait another 30 seconds. It's just like, I'm waiting more than I'm playing and it just becomes a, yeah. Uh, something I don't want to do, so. Um, and, and it's five versus 15 seconds, so it's not like a
0: huge amount, but still, with today's consoles, it's like, five seconds, that's too long. I should be playing mm-hmm. right away. So, yeah, it's it's a, it's a weird thing. Um, but to that point, Mark, some difficult games that challenges you and why do you keep playing, and that would be my experience with the next game, that I actually got to participate Uh, for the good or bad of other people who watched me, which was I participated in the gaming for guru. This is Bobby Paul's it's it's in his memory. Uh, It's a charity for autism. At this point, we raised some funds. I donated a Twitch uh, gift card, I I streamed for about two hours uh, Hades. So, Sean Capri, Quest for Pixels, a lot of other people participate in this. I'm glad we can do this as a memorial for Bobby so he never gets forgotten. And you know what? He would watch me play and say, Todd, you are trash. You are ridiculously, you're so bad. Why Why do you have bad taste in games? Why are you playing Hades? So, I played Hades. And, Mark, you talked about Hades. I've talked I love about this Hades. Game. I set it down. Because I'm like, I get it. I like it. I like what the the studio does. The narrative is fantastic. The whole point is you want to die more, so you get more story. Mm Because if you beat the game like my son did very early on, you didn't get half the story. I'm like, I'm experiencing new things in this game after my 20th or 30th death, which is great. Yeah. But I'm not good at this game, Mark. I've beaten Megara. I don't know how many times. But then by the time I'm getting around to her, so I'm like, I'm in this mode though. I've gotten the mojo flowing mark where I'm like, if I just go in and I get X, I can Mm -hmm. do Y, which is an important part that separates it from a lot of, roguelike and roguelike games where you do feel like you're making progress regardless yeah. of how little you make. Like I'm like, oh, I got this. I love the gauntlets. Those are cool weapons. Let me get this. And as you go through it, you choose how you, and you know, you, you choose how you um, upgrade yourself. Like I want this to be two X as you do your dash or you do this or you do that, which I found just endearing. And I really got into a groove and I think I played it for like four hours, which I don't play games like this for four yeah. hours, Mark. So yeah. I had a blast. I streamed it. Like I said, for 90 minutes, I'm a bad streamer, Mark. I found as I game, I can barely talk. Like I get right.
1: distracted. Especially like, in a game uh, like this where you're it's so focused because there's so much going on. It's a tough yeah. game to, to, to stream. Yeah,
0: yeah, it is. It truly is. It's it's like you're just trying to survive. You get through the, the each board and you get lucky if you get the right power up what you assign. It's almost like you're specking yourself for every run. Mm-hmm. You get mocked for your performance. You have different things. You've got like a little Medusa type character who likes you, has a little crutch on you. You can give gifts. It's fun. It's a really cool game. I'm glad I got to stream it. It was fun. This will happen again next year. Um, so yeah, hopefully everybody can participate and have a good time and hopefully um and I had a couple of people drop by and say hi. Skinny Matt, Lee Navarro stopped by too to say hi. They probably left in in fear and terror. But thank you guys. Appreciate that.
1: I am I'm so sad that I did not get to stream. I had plans on streaming both Friday and Saturday. Uh Friday I felt like absolute garbage. And then Saturday, I was like, maybe I'll stream. Maybe I'm feeling good enough. You think I sound rough now? You should have heard like Saturday. Literally, I came downstairs. We got Finn to bed because he was miserable as well uh, for most of the day, Thursday and Friday. And he started kind of coming around. So we got him to bed, and I came downstairs and tried to say, Do you want to stream? And I had zero voice, like nothing. And I was like, Never mind. Watch Mark die on stream. Yeah, yeah. And uh and then well and luckily uh Loren was not in the mood because she started feeling crappy as well Saturday. So uh so we just we we decided that it was uh better to put it off. We I, I think I'm still going to do some streaming and uh I'll I'll do it under the kind of the gaming for guru label. Uh won't be able to enter people that donate into, into the the big prizes, but I still have some stuff put away that, that I can kind of give away as prizes and stuff like that. So, uh, encourage people to, to raise some more money for the autism society. So we'll do that once we're all feeling better, maybe this coming weekend or something like that. And, uh, I'll, I'll let people know through our social channels and everything when, when that's happening. But, um, yeah, I really appreciate everyone that, that streamed and, and all the effort that went through uh, this weekend. That's uh, It's awesome.
0: Perfect. Well, that is what we've been gaming, folks. your questions about games we're interested in playing, games we got coming up. We've got some news coming about that, actually. So we'll, we'll get into the news, Mark. But very quickly, okay. um, we keep getting all these awesome announcements about video games getting TV shows, movies, and things. And we got an announcement about God of War is getting a TV show. Uh yeah. Apparently going to come to video, uh, Prime Video, which is funny because Sony doesn't have a streaming service, so they can essentially be a, a free agent and put their product anywhere. And it looks like Amazon is the winner of that. Uh, the next Sony project we had Uncharted. Which Mark, are you interested at all in Uncharted?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I okay. I, I, um, I, I love those games, and uh, I, I need to. I, I haven't been out to see a movie in a long time, um, so I, I need to. And yeah, I, I'll probably see Batman first, okay. but I will eventually watch Uncharted. It's it's a fun watch. Regardless of whatever it is, it's not a bad
0: movie, which is important. Right. It's not like it's a it's good for a video game. I think it's it's a competent Indiana Jones movie. So uh, don't worry about that. Uh, and then obviously we've got the Uncharted TV series come to HBO Max by the team that brought you Chernobyl which uh, let's not talk about anything from that region of the world. Um, but then now we're getting, and obviously, we, well, and I don't know the, the last of us, that's awesome. We've got the Sonic movies. We're getting a Sonic TV series. And I don't know you've heard that. The funny part is uh, we're getting a, uh, uh, a twisted metal TV series. That's right. going to Peacock with Anthony Mackie. And it's supposed to be yes. like more of a, a comedy, which might be more like a peacemaker, which could work. In a very Absolutely. weird maze. But we're getting enough projects that not we're not always going to say, well, video games are doomed. They're going to be doing different things. So we're now getting this God of War series on Amazon Prime. Very little is known. Who's going to be in it? What it's going to be? Will it take place prior to the 2018 game series? Kind of like starting off on his origins. Will we get yeah. the, an adaptation of the 2018 game? Obviously, we've got a new game coming out. Potentially, as we'll talk mm. this year as well. So, Mark, when it comes to God of War, um, that's, a, that's a game you still need to play. Yep. And you will play it eventually. Um, but we talk about a TV series. A lot of opportunity to build characters, tell a story, build a mood. So, when it comes to your thoughts, who do you think
1: should play
0: Mr. Kratos?
1: I saw Jason Momoa thrown out today online. And I like that one. I don't know how willing he is to shave off his locks or maybe, I don't know, maybe they find a way to change the character a bit and keep, give him some hair or whatever they want to do. But I think, uh, I think that's some decent casting. Um, I'm sure there's some others that, that I'm not quite thinking of, but I, I, like I said, I saw that one. So now it's in my head. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw that one out there. What about you?
0: And Mark, the funny thing we talked about this earlier, you said Jason Momoa was on Baywatch. I'm like, I thought he was, but I couldn't remember that. And he did have short hair at launch on yeah. Baywatch. Then he did grow some luxurious locks. So money is got to be a great motivator. It's and you <laughs> do you remember that like TV TV commercial he did where he was old Jason Momoa and he pulled off his his hair and he pulled off his muscles. So maybe he would be along with a ride and, and just wear a skull cap or something. That could probably work. Um, I think he'd be great. Um, you know, it's a hard ask because be, is being big an important part of the role or is it the tenor of the voice? Is mm. it the intensity? Um, and so you think about big folks and their um, capable acting. Now, I love pace, piece, pacemaker, Peacemaker with John Cena. I don't think he's the right character, but do they dip into the wrestling realm? We had the rock John right. Cena. There are some good because wrestlers are essentially actors that punch. <laughs> I mean, that's they, is it. Do they go that realm? I'm cause I'm just, I don't know how, how many other actors that are big. I mean, the rock is probably too much like the rock these days where it's like, it's hard to yeah. see him not being the rock. So if it's being big counts, maybe going with an unknown would help. Right. Yeah. And somebody yeah. who's got some chops And I'm going to pull out one that's weird, but maybe it could work. Tom Hardy was huge as hell as Bane. Hmm. He doesn't care what you do to him. He's fine looking horrible, and he's a pretty damn good actor. He gets wacky and weird, kind of like a Nick Cage at times, but he could probably pump himself up and really put himself into this role. So I think Tom Hardy could fit the bill and get to about... 250 bills, if you get my drift.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. He's he is good and, and versatile and, and seemingly, at least in the past, willing to to put on some some pounds and some muscles. So that's interesting, uh, interesting choice.
0: Yeah. So let us know, folks, who you think would be good as Kratos. Obviously, a lot of good characters to be in this, depending on how they go. I don't know how they're going to manage the budget. Although it seems like Amazon doesn't scare from a budget like Lord of the Rings and those things. Um, the, the, you're going to need a creature budget. You're going to have to really do cool fight scenes. Yeah. So pulling those off convincingly is going to be tough, but I love this, that we're getting more of these type of shows. I love the Witcher. I love uh, a lot of what we're seeing. The cuphead show. Mark, have you watched that yet? I haven't. No, it's great. It's fun. It feels like they captured the heart of it, but adding some layers of like for kids, but for adults on multiple levels. So oh I God. think this could be really, really good. Uh, something that I don't think will be really, really good because of multiple things. And that is star Wars eclipse. Uh, star Wars eclipse. We, it was announced during the game awards shown. It's us uh I think it's during the high Republic era. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Uh, It's done by Quantic uh, Dreams. Mm -hmm. And that is not a great thing in regards to the type of game that Disney wants them to make, Lucasfilms. They want to make an action adventure type game. Um, And because of that, and because of a lot of drama around that studio, um, apparently it's been said that now they are saying this game will not be ready until 2027 or 2028 because they cannot get talent. Hmm, I wonder why.
1: Yeah. Cause the studio is toxic as hell and nobody wants to work there. Um, I've talked about this game several times on Holocron Chronicles. I think we might've even mentioned it here a couple of times. Uh, it's, there's so much wrong with this game and this studio and everything. Uh, just uh, about this that I yeah, I would not as as much of a fan like I do two podcasts. One's a video game podcast and one's a Star Wars podcast. So if you tell me there's a Star Wars video game, I should be very pumped about that. And I would not shed a single tear or lose a second of sleep if I heard this game was going the way of the dodo. So I yeah, for me it's just I there's just so much wrong with it that I, I, I I just kill it. Just, just take the youngling killing lightsaber to this thing and just, just, you know, treat it like some sand people that kidnapped your mother. Let's just, yeah, put it down.
0: It's so weird because they use the trailer at the game awards, apparently to get excitement and, and recruit talent. Um, I think the gaming development community is a pretty small and tight knit group. And mm-hmm. they know like Glassdoor or whatever they use, they know what they'd be walking into a studio. I don't think anybody's that naive. Anybody that is naive is probably just so desperate for a, a job in the industry that they'll go after it. So um, they don't, they aren't known for having an engine that would even support this type of game. I mean, there's just so many like red flags that it's like in Disney and, and Lucasfilm should have due diligence. They've got money. They can investigate anybody. You know, James yep. Gunn, they found his old tweets. So,
1: <laughs> right. I mean, it's like, come they've, on. They've done so much worse for things that aren't even nearly as bad as the stuff that like Quantic Dream's been accused of, like the, the David Cage and the, the leadership there. Yeah. Um, that Um There's just so much drama about this game, let alone, like you said, the engine and stuff just not really being set up for this kind of game, and them not making this like the kind of game that that this seems to be setting up as. Like, there's just problem on top of problem on top of problem. And uh, if if you want some better background, I've been pointing people towards uh, Pink Milk, Star Wars mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, they are the people that that have headlined the blackout star Wars eclipse hashtag on Twitter. Uh, that is who I go to for, uh, the, the best insight into this and why it's troubling. And I try to keep up on things, but, uh, but I always point people towards, uh, towards that show. Um, and I've had them on, uh, on, on Holocron Chronicles to talk about this stuff too. So it's, uh, yeah, if you want to like look up that hashtag on Twitter to to find out more and and listen to their show, listen to Holocron and and get into it more if you want to there but like yeah, just kill this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the games that for Star Wars games that are potentially in development. I mean, there's a long list of cool games. There's we got the Knights of the Little Republic remakes coming. Uh, we've got uh, Star Wars Hunters, if you like that type of like, you know, more fluffier game. Uh, we've got the Lego game. We've already talked about that. That's got our actual release. It's gone gold. Charlie, calm down. You're good to go. Uh, yep. But no online co-op, Mark. Nope. Jesus ah, Pete. Uh we do have the Ubisoft game, which we know nothing about. Come on. Yep. Hopefully E3. Come on. Bring us some noise uh there. Open. And then we've got some games like respawn and, and, and uh EA apparently has got more games in the hopper for Star Wars that respawn's gonna be behind.
1: They've confirmed Jedi Fallen Order 2 as well. Yeah, like the so, sequel is a hundred percent happening. Like there's we're not missing out on, no. on great Star Wars experiences. Like if this one goes away. I just, I even if this came out tomorrow, I don't think I'd play it at this point just because of who made it. But like, I still don't have faith that even if it does come out, it's going to be any good. So like, just like I said, I don't know. Just, just drop it at this point.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird mixed bag. I mean, it just, it just seems like some projects just need, uh, you know, check the room and just mm-hmm. you know what, bad idea. We'll pay a, whatever you paid for the license, Quantic Dream. We're gonna part ties, do whatever dumb stuff you want to do, and and let's yeah. let's focus on what's good about Star Wars. And games have been a bright spot for Star Wars for sure, and we don't want to to go on a negative. Um, um, but lastly, uh, you know, we we got surprises. There's a state of play from Sony coming up, um, and they kind of. Refine what this is going to be about. It's going to be 20 minutes long. It's going to be around 4 p.m. Eastern, I believe, or or 5 p.m. Eastern tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, when you're uh, you're listening to this on uh, March 9th. uh, Basically, it's going to be focused on Japanese publishers. So that means we get uh, a Babylon Paradise. I think that's that square platinum game that nobody wants uh, that's coming out. Uh, Then we've got uh, essentially Stray, Forspoken and then I'm trying to think I think there's a few others like the Chrono Cross or yeah Chrono Cross remake there's a few other games too from Japanese studios but
1: Forspoken just got delayed didn't it?
0: Yeah, Force Spoken got delayed until like the fall. So yeah, so I'm like, and they just did a, 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 and then Ghostwire Tokyo, that's coming out in March as well, but they just did a, 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 like a gameplay and and kind of a deep dive on that game too. So I really don't know how much time they can spend in any of those games. I think it's Babylon Fall. That's the one game, sorry, Mm. for the Final Fantasy spinoff, which nobody seems excited about. So I don't know if they're going to do a whole lot of those games. I hope they don't. I hope we get new news. And hopefully, Mark, I'm hoping our friends at Capcom show up and they talk about going to say street yeah street fighter six we're going to get new more news in summer maybe we'll get something else a tease or something like Mm -hmm. that because of sony and their relationship we haven't heard much about the next like resident evil like remake or proper resident evil so that we might get some of that um there's rumors about konami potentially having a backdoor deals with sony to get some ip Hmm. All these things. Joseph Moran is going insane, thinking he's going to get something. Uh, I don't know. Um, But I'm hoping we get some new announcements, not just refreshes. Um, But they aren't going to do hardware or VR announcements. So, Sean Naya, sorry, bud. Nothing for you with that. Game-wise, you might get something, but maybe something you don't really care about. Because I'm not sure if any of the games they announce with a Japanese flair will be for you. And that's been a big pushback on Sony it's like, oh, you're abandoning Japan. What could be cool, Mark? And when you eventually get a PS5, mm-hmm. um, we have Astrobot. And if we get another Astrobot game that is both for PSVR and a standard, mm-hmm. those games are amazing. They're kind of like the Kirby of playstation platformers that would be so awesome because team asobi is a playstation of dev- our sony uh, D- japanese developer for sony they're so well loved now because of that new game the vr experience that could be cool if they tease something there so that's my take i think w- we may get a capcom announcement we may get a konami announcement and we potentially could get a team asobi announcement that does that game any thoughts mark
1: no, I think yeah that Capcom was the one that jumped out to me that that I, I there's been so many rumblings about like you said Resident Evil and uh, and Street Fighter that when they said they were going Japanese uh, developer I thought that maybe something from Square like you said I think you kind of summed it up pretty well of what to expect from this but uh, yeah I'm, as always with any kind of state of play or direct or one of these kind of showcases uh you want something new you want something exciting um so many games have been pushed back so many games have been delayed so many there, there's constantly those stories that it's it's uh nice to look forward to things and nintendo just i think knocked it out of the park a couple of weeks ago with their first direct this year so let's see sony come out swinging
0: Absolutely, and Sony's released a lot of games so far this year. They've had a couple of directs and things like that. Gran Turismo is getting great reviews, and all yep. those games. So, I mean, they've they've had a great beginning of the year. Sony has lacked kind of like the big games at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. They've had like releases in the year. What we haven't heard of is Xbox is so quiet right now. It's like we don't know what's coming. We don't know when don't they're going to show they up have again.
1: ready? I think they've had to push yeah. back so many things that I think they're going to be like Sony was last fall. Like they're just. They have to go a little quiet because there's nothing for whatever reason, nothing really in the pipeline. Like Xbox has made such news out of their big acquisitions and far down the line kind of things. But I don't think any of that's going to pay dividends for a little while. So I think this year on the Xbox side could be, I'm thinking it's going to be a quiet year.
0: Wow, it's so crazy. Maybe we'll, s- hopefully what we are hear, Mark, is they're going to dip d- big into third-party, like, Game Pass exclusives, which mm-hmm. would be cool. I mean, I'd love to play some free games that are big on Game Pass, because we haven't got all the huge, like, announcements. We've got Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. which, by all means, pick that game up on Game Pass in the next couple of days, because it's awesome um but beyond that there's been just little drips and drabs so um yeah it's gonna be an interesting year it's very quiet we haven't heard much about e3 yet but we're gonna hear that soon we're three months away mark from e3 Mm -hmm. so hold your horses It's, it's getting real close yeah so you know what folks hold your horses because we are ready to get our visors out
1: Oh, see I, that, I, Mark? I'm, I'm ready to go. I see
0: oh it. my goodness! And yours would look better because it's white. Um, I'm a little jealous about that. But yeah, we're going to talk about that's the. Funny, world I, of like, I wish VR. this came
1: in a black model. <laughs> yeah, uh, white
0: you're, you're yeah, white is not great. Yeah, white is not great. Although mine has cloth on it. Why would you put cloth on any device that's going to oh, be I near know. you and getting some sweat on it? It's gross. Right. Right. Yeah, cloth doesn't clean. So um, yeah, it's weird. So I have the Quest. Uh, version one, I got it in, I guess, February, 2020, when it was fairly new. My son was Jonesing for it. He put towards it. It was the, we, we splurged on the 128 gigabyte model, which was, I think it was 500 bucks. I think, cause it was 400 and then you had to pay an extra hundred bucks for the extra four gigs. Um, uh, my version is, uh, you know, th- that was their initial foray into a, uh, a, a basically a, tetherless VR system that was deemed not a piece of trash. (laughs) It wasn't requiring your phone being in there. It was, and it was getting wide support. And Mm -hmm. I think Facebook at the time took a hit on the, the hardware uh, for cost to get it into everybody's hand. And it was wildly successful. I believe it's the number one VR platform today. Um, And yeah. And at this point, there's really only a couple of VR uh, platforms worth mentioning before we kick this off. And that is MetaQuest. MetaQuest, I guess what we're calling it now. There are two yeah. versions. I don't think you can get the old one, but you can get the the, the second one. Uh, fairly cheap. 250 is your entry point. Awesome that you get it. There's also then, uh, we have the uh, Valve Index, which is the opposite end. High-end PC required, high-end entry point for like $1,200. bucks. we have got there's probably some other ones out there that are like more of the there's windows actually has this like AR VR model that you can get Mm -hmm. that supports windows that you can get entry points from HP, different things like that. They're fairly good, but it's just like the supports a little awkward. They only support PC stream gaming and they require a PC. Um, So that's kind of where we stand. And the cool part about quest, it supports kind of a hybrid approach because you can connect to a PC and access a Steam library of PC VR games, which I've done. And Mark, my version requires either a cable or using Windows desktop, virtual desktop, which is not the ideal thing. Right. But the cool part about Quest VR 2, they dipped into a wireless connection that, requir- that uses, wa- I think, high-speed Wi-Fi or something like that that works even better than a cable. So you can yeah. have the best of both worlds if you own a gaming pc which you don't right. but still right. yeah so
1: yeah it's uh for me it was the wireless approach and i just want something contained and and uh you know not to mess with the the pc side of things and 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 for that I'm, I'm very much enjoying it uh when i said quest 2 is the the leading vr system um i just read something from pc gamer so quest 2 is now the headset of choice for 46% of steam VR users. So with that, this is people tethering to PC. Mm -hmm. So it cuts out, you know, people that are just playing like I am the, the, the quest uh, and also cuts out stuff like the PSVR, I believe, but it's a pretty good indicator of like, that is the, like, 46 percent market share that is is wild and i'd love to see their actual like like straight up market share um it's it's crazy
0: yeah at one time playstation vr was the leader because it really was an entry point where quest wasn't there yet because Mm -hmm. if you owned a playstation it was 400 bucks for the headset, and it was an easy way in versus needing a high-end PC. So that made sense. And we are, you know, I don't want to neglect that audience. Sean Nias owns PlayStation VR, loves it. I've never tried some of the games has. I've used PlayStation VR. It's got a great screen. It's very comfortable. So there's, mm-hmm. like, the two things. But it's kind of held back by other technology, meaning the wands and things like that, whereas the Quest really nailed a lot of cool things. Mm-hmm. So one of the cool things that the Quest does, Mark, and we can get into this, it is has a cool almost like an AR mode where it uses external cameras so you can see your horizon in your environment so you don't run into things. And you then mark your perimeter, which Mm -hmm. makes it very cool. It's got a great intro, which everybody loves. Everybody loves the intro for the quest because it's very fun. It's very simple. You do a little dancing, do a little firing. You throw some paper airplanes, fun stuff like that. And you mark your territory so you don't run into things or hit your camera. And it always tells you when you're getting close. So very user friendly. Um, It doesn't require any external cameras, it doesn't require like the dongles for the the index, it actually requires you like mount cameras and things around your room. It's it requires a big space, you're still tethered. Um, And the good news is PlayStation is going to simplify with VR two with one wire and eventually Kamar, and they're gonna they're gonna basically take a lot of the cues from uh, Quest, which is a lot of those cameras on the outside, it's going to use it's going to like virtualize your fingers which, did you know that was a thing, Mark? Like it
1: would actually know your fingers? You can, so th- that's an experimental feature right now on the Quest 2, yeah. is uh, is being able to use hand controls. I've dabbled with it a little bit. I still definitely prefer a controller because I do find it a little wonky. Apparently there, there are games that that use hand controls and they're getting updated and kind of learning a little bit more. So that's why it's an experimental feature right now. Uh, I, I don't find it quite as accurate as just being able to point and pull a trigger with a controller. But um, it, there, there's some interesting stuff. Uh, I, I really, I love that path through feature that you were talking about, like drawing your perimeter. But also with a toddler running around uh, on the quest, if you if you double tap the side of the quest, it instantly turns on those cameras. Oh, I didn't-
0: I've never used that. I have to check.
1: I think you have to that's turn that on. on. Okay. It's, it's in the settings, and it, it, I forget what the setting's called, but you turn that on in, like, the, the guardian mode or whatever, and you actually just double tap on the thing, and the cameras come on, and you can kind of see what's going it's on. In so bla- is it still in
0: black one. and white on the, still in on black the Quest 2? Okay. Yep. Yeah. And then, yeah, you have to do watch out because pets and small children – Yep. Who are not in control of their environment. They don't know what's going on. They just run wherever they want. So you don't want like a, a, like the we like we and the Wiimote and the TV. Kid getting hit by accident and you have to explain to everybody what happened. Like I was using VR. That's why that happened. It's, Finn, it's kind of an Finn awkward
1: situation. almost got smoked by Loren playing Fruit Ninja. Like it was a me screaming like, watch out and her because she was kind of swinging the swords like a little low and he was like kind of playing over and then came tearing through the room and uh, directly towards her so it was kind of like me screaming like kind of stopped him for a second and also let her kind of raise up the hands and uh it was it was it was a close one if i wasn't paying attention he probably would have got punched in the face by a controller and uh that would not have been awesome for the first quest,
0: but uh, it is a it's a funny it's a funny thing you have to think about because it's like you normally wouldn't but yeah mm -hmm. you are and one of the scary parts is if you play scary games it's great for scary games because you feel like you are enclosed and it it kind of does a really good job of like getting all of the bright light out of your area and Mm -hmm. you feel like you're kind of secluded so it can be creepy doing quests by yourself at home alone
1: might not do great Things for feeling secure in your environment. <laughs> yep. It is uh, it. It is super immersive. Like I said with the games that I've been playing, like the walkabout mini golf is, is incredibly immersive because you can literally kind of like bend down and look at the lay of the ball or look at how the stage slopes or look around the environment. There's hidden balls in each one of these stages. So you find like it's a different color ball or a ball with a little uh, Jolly Roger symbol on it or a ball that looks like a globe or whatever. And you find them hidden through the stages. But like I found myself instead of the the smart thing to do would be just to stand in one place and teleport yourself in the game, which you can do just like any other VR game. Smart. thing, Mark. That's the smart thing, Todd. Yes. Me being not the smartest all the time, uh, decided to get up and walk around these stages and uh, I'm very lucky that Finn's small little uh, toy table was there because I would have walked directly into the wall
0: <laughs>
1: because I was looking for one of these stupid balls and I'm looking around the stage and I'm walking around and like, I don't know if I didn't draw my perimeter enough. I kind of like drew it up against the wall, which was dumb because By the time it notifies me, I'm already walking into the damn wall. So I kind of hit my foot on the table and was like, oh, what was that? And took the headset off and was like, oh, I was about to just like straight up faceplant into the wall. Like no hesitation. This wall right behind me, right over there that, that one it's, right there. it is um, it,
0: you know and we don't want to scare people away there are what, ways to protect yourself oh, you absolutely. really yeah should yeah exactly don't be dumb pick the good space it, it accounts for your space you have so you mm-hmm. don't need a huge room which is nice uh, what it does is just limits how much you can free
1: move but you can teleport you can move directly as you want there's there's even most of these games play in couch mode which sets yes. a perimeter up just to, like a circle around your couch that's very, or where you're sitting on your couch which is also like the home place where you can like select your games and stuff you can bring your couch into that which is really cool I haven't done that either like that's I crazy. scanned I scanned like the, the told it where my couch was like where oh, the cushion okay. started in the other one and it puts it in there like in your space station or in your little geodesic dome or whatever
0: Oh, and that it, that ship. By the way, that that ship, the the they, that was not available at launch. Because oh, at first okay. you locked in, and you're like you're part of like almost like a crib, like you know, it's you're in a house and you can walk around. There's like an outdoor. But when they added the ship,
1: that is cool. That so is cool. so the cyberpunk place. Uh, that's there, oh, I haven't tried that one. Thing. Oh yeah, that one's cool too. Oh it's wow, like cyberpunk city or something. Yeah, it's, it's that's neat. neat.
0: I'm glad they're just uh, expanding some of those options so cool. because you know, when I was in the ship, I'm like. I told Logan, "I'm like, you got to see this. Just just added mm-hmm. this, so yeah, it's, it's so neat. And there's so many cool things. I mean, another thing, Mark, the media watching. You can watch YouTube videos, yeah. movies, those experiences wearing it, wearing your headset because it's immersive. It's like a, it's like the biggest screen you've ever had in your life." And, um, I did use some of the, the hand controls for controlling, um, some of those things, Mark, it's nice not to have the controllers in your hand and just like pinch and zoom or pinch and move, which is what a lot of it is. It's like pinch to select and then move Mm -hmm. is pretty easy. It's pretty well done, not for gameplay, but for, uh, interacting with the screen, kind of like the old days with connect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. On, on the video side, I've watched, uh, it was like a planet earth type documentary kind of thing going like flying through rainforests and over so safaris and stuff. Uh, and the other one was, um, oh, it was a wingsuit gliding, mm. which, uh, I, you know, y- you think if something's going to make me motion sick, it's going to be being inside like the helmet cam of some dude wingsuiting over a, a mountain. And, uh, I just thoroughly enjoyed that one. And then Star Wars made me kind of like, oh, I'm getting a little dizzy here. Uh, so I don't know what to tell you there. But, uh, but yeah, even the video stuff is, is really cool. And you have to watch like how far you turn your head because most of mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know, like 180 degree video. Yeah, the field of it's views not, can, can be a little quite, bit big. Yeah, yeah. Um, I kept noticing that one with, with the, the, uh, the planet Earth type thing. Because I wanted to look around, because it was like almost like uh, like Soren, if you've been to like Disney World mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, uh, it was it was almost like that experience where you're kind of like flying over everything. There are a couple of that like you're on the ground, but for the most part, you're flying over trees and over this whatever. And so I kept looking all around, but like I kept noticing that like black wall on on the side and it's like oh that's killing this immersion a little bit but it's still so so cool. Um, I've yet to experience a concert but there is a Foo Fighters concert that I really really need to go to. Um, it's it's so cool. It's 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 such a different way to experience things. And one thing I want to ask is do you think VR is the the future of gaming or do you think it's it's always going to be a novelty? Like do you think this is going to get to the uh I don't know if you watch upload on Amazon Prime. Oh, upload's great or love it. Yeah, can't wait yeah. new season starts Friday. Uh we I just need re- to actually watch, watch more thing. than the, the I've only watched two episodes, Mark. So oh, God, come on. <laughs> I know.
0: I've got to I know, I know. I'm I'm just proving Charlie right. Toddly watches a couple episodes
1: and we, never gets uh, back
0: to it. I will we just 10 years it later.
1: all start to f- Start to finish uh, season one over the, the weekend the, while we were not feeling. Is great.
0: it the peeing scene?
1: that just made oh me laugh. God, that was the funniest that, thing. So good. Just, yeah. The yeah, funeral so where you're watching
0: your own funeral. It's like, really? Yeah. That's what we're He's doing. Acting on yeah. your
1: own funeral. Yes. But like that, like ready player one, like, is that, Oh yeah. Is that the, the, the point we, we get to where it's, it's that kind of thing. Or do you think for at least a little while, this is going to be like a, a novelty, uh, fun thing to be like, you know, show this to your friends or here, play some beat saber or here, do this or do that. Um, but you know, gaming for the most part is going to stay PC console.
0: It's, it's really interesting because I know people's relationship with Facebook is, or meta, whatever it's called, um, is, is a, it's a hard sell, right? It's like, Oh God, I don't like right. them, but some people like them. But if any company is going to drive that, I guess, broad entry into that, it's going to be a company like that, a Twitter mm-hmm. or something like that is definitely on the zeitgeist. It gets out to people and they've got a broad audience and they've got unlimited pockets. So I think because of that, you've seen the commercials for it, uh, uh, highlighting like certain areas that are like universal to people. Working out, working out with a, a meta quest is fantastic. I've tried Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Mark, just try Supernatural. You're working out in these beautiful vistas, and it's like Beat Saber, but it's more yep. focused with a trainer, and it's phenomenal. And I think I, those type of oh, go
1: ahead. No, I, I cannot get over because it adds your Facebook friends or suggests your Facebook friends. I cannot get over the amount of people that have a quest too. That mm-hmm. and maybe this is just me being prejudice or something, but like I would not have guessed some of these people, like my uncle has yeah. a quest too. And I, I talked to him and I was like, when, why, what? And he was like, we love it. He and his girlfriend like do the supernatural and workout and all this kind of stuff. And then like a woman at work has one that like, I wouldn't have thought played anything more than like doodle jump on a phone once, like just not the type of person I was expecting to jump into some gaming stuff. And she said like, she never plays games, but like she does the workout stuff on, on quest and does yoga and, and this kind of stuff. And it's like, holy crap. And like, it's it like the friends list is a lot broader than I expected yeah. when I bought the quest, I expected like you and a few other people. Like I knew Loren's brother has one like gamers. I expected this to be kind of a gaming focused thing. And, uh, it's, it is like, it's a broader audience than I expected. For those kind of scenarios, like what you know, like it's it's interesting.
0: Yeah, I think you need something like that to really build that broad base for gaming. I still think there's a lot of pushback on it as a gaming experience because gaming is not just short experiences; it's long experiences. So that will be a hard thing to put Mm -hmm. something on your head, battery fatigue sweating all those things are just like uh, do you really want that so i think gaming isn't going to be the end all be all for vr but i think it's going to be all a really important element to bring in new experiences because you can only go so far with the controls and the console you've got today so i think that type of experience can really do some really cool things when you add in those really cool elements of interaction Mm -hmm. but i mean mark i'm getting ready to buy a house And how cool it would be for me to put on a strap on my headset and get a virtual tour of a house without actually having to go to the house and deal with Mm -hmm. other people or things like that. Or I want to see the Louvre or I want to go on these cool experiences. I want to go to a concert, but I don't want to be around a billion people and have to worry about if I pee, is somebody going to take my spot or somebody going to punch me in the head? I mean, all these cool things you can do on that. And I think ultimately those are what draw people in but Mm -hmm. the barrier is only going to get dropped when you make it less intrusive and you can bring in other people. So whether it's like more goggle, like less battery intensive, things like that, I think it'd be cool. Obviously Apple has a play potentially. What are they going to do? AR VR, like actually using your environment, including Mm -hmm. virtual reality plus augmented reality. There's so many ways they could go after this technology Mm -hmm. that it's going to be interesting. But to your point, the fact that it's already gotten people we didn't expect already. And the fact that the quest is so easy to pick up, take to a party or take to hang out with friends and just say, experience it, enjoy it, have a good time. I'm going to take mine to work. That's what I always wanted to do. We're Mm -hmm. getting opening up. Things are getting better. We're going to have connections with employees. I'm going to take mine in and just let people have a good time. And one of the cool parts, Mark, that we haven't even talked about is, you can cast I was the just Quest gonna mention that. to a screen so people can actually see what you're watching or mm-hmm. the dumb thing you're doing. It's a little bit funky at times, but it's just yeah. Chromecast. It just goes to a device, a Roku. A, I think
1: maybe even Apple devices have it so you can cast to it, potentially. It's, it's, uh, it's tough to do on an Apple device. You have to use the, the Oculus app. Okay. So it only goes to your phone and then if you want it to the tv uh, so then you screen have to, mirror to, to screen mirror which okay uh i tried it was it worked we were able to watch my brother do some beat saber stuff it was fine it wasn't an ideal experience i am going to try it using my macbook okay because apparently you can use like just the chrome browser and there's a website to go through to that that hooks it up that way or something like that uh and then i could just plug that into hdmi instead of like double casting basically yeah, yeah. um yeah so there, there are ways but it's so much fun to be able to like watch and see what the people are absolutely are
0: doing. yeah and, and there's easy. so many there's really cool game experiences too where it incorporates one player in vr and one player uh, uh, stop stop talking and no one explodes i think is the one game mark that i recommend for you it's basically okay. like there's a bomb and someone has instructions, and you have to tell that one person how, what to do, and they're kind of disturbing how to dissemble a bomb. It's a great gaming experience, and typically it's a That's one awesome. person with a laptop and people with printing out instructions. But with somebody in VR doing it, that could be a, hot, a hoot. So I think there's opportunities for gaming, ultimately with somebody using it, but also people playing with the character.
1: So I heard uh, Acron yeah. is a good one with that. It's uh, okay like acorn only a little letters yeah. flipped uh so the the person in vr plays a tree and everyone else uses their phone and their squirrels trying to grab your nut uh, oh yeah trying. i've heard about that game it, mark are you
0: going after my, my my nuts <laughs>
1: I just yeah I just said the words everyone's trying to grab your nuts and I had to stop myself because uh, that's a wouldn't silence. be your first time Mark from what I understand. Well, that's you know that yeah um, we all have a past, but uh, that that's um, a thing that that and apparently that one works. Um, so I've heard people that the the woman at work uh, apparently was playing with some people over like FaceTime. So she had her computer set up on FaceTime because it's more fun when you can actually hear the people and talk and whatever. So uh, she had someone in VR and then other people through like a FaceTime call that, so, I mean, obviously with this kind of scenario, you need multiple devices because you can't FaceTime on the device you're playing with. So it's, it was quite the setup. She said it's easier if you have several people in the same room, but she said it like it did work where, I think the person with like everyone was playing on their phone, but then you had like an iPad FaceTiming to a computer, face like it was that kind of setup, right? She said that was a lot of fun. So I, I need to pick that that game's on my wish list. Uh my growing wish list, because there's so many darn games available for this thing. But Oh
0: yeah. Um there's um, lots of free games. Um yeah. sometimes there's bundles, Mark. So I'll continue to like tell you when something's free so you can yeah. enjoy it. There's bundles that, that are awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, it's
1: great. So there there's really a lot of every single day.
0: A lot of cheap deals there's right now. I think you get you know that, that game you mentioned is ten bucks. The the yeah. the walkabout mini golf. There's lots there. There's lots of different options to play. There's really cool stuff you can do, um, and it's just this is emerging technology that we're just at the beginning of. So, um, I mean, if you if you're curious, by all means, it's two hundred fifty bucks. The fact that that, that mm-hmm. quest getting entryway is so cheap, and you can just enjoy it. Um, and then we have obviously the PlayStation VR 2 is coming out as well this fall. So I'm not sure if PC VR gaming specifically will exist going forward just because the point of entry, what you need with PCs, the hardware is really expensive, but a Quest with PC gaming is definitely doable. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very jealous, Mark, about the Quest 2 because they've done some really cool things to improve that hardware, made it cheaper, made it really better in some ways. So um, that's my only frustration. Cause I'm like, oh, I bought too early. So early regret, yeah, but uh, yeah. you, you benefited from it's cheaper and better.
1: Yeah. Uh, and to that point, yeah, it's, it's, I know you mentioned Apple before, but the rumblings right now is that they're eventually working towards some sort of AR system. That's basically just like glasses, but that's so many years away that right now they're working on a VR AR hybrid that I've heard rumors. That's going to cost up to like three grand and is more developer focused and professional sure. focused and that kind of stuff. So like it seems that there's some companies that aren't even aiming for a consumer product at this point where I think Facebook's onto something or Meta's onto something with get that cheap barrier of entry. Like you said like it's it's almost just like why not just try it? Like if you're interested in it, it's almost one of those things that I'm not saying don't think about it. Cause I obviously thought about it for like a year of like, Oh, I could spend this money on something else or, Oh, I could do that. Or I could, you know, whatever. But like end of the day, like it's, it, there, there's a lot more expensive ways to to spend your technology money and entertainment money and, uh, and the experiences on this. And we've been a lot of focused on gaming and stuff like that, but like just the experiences on this are really, really cool. Like yeah, it's 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 neat.
0: Yeah, and there are lots of accessories you can get too. Because some people complain about like sweating things like that, you can get cool right. different face shields. Uh, there actually is a battery backup you can put in that'll add more battery. It actually mm-hmm. balances out the headset. You can do different things to uh, charge it if you want to. Um, like I said, if you get experience uh, motion sickness, the C bands. There's a variety of things you can do, and it's really cool because um, you can customize it. It's uh, there's, uh, there really a good, uh, a group of opportunities to look into customization as well. So, mm. um, I've enjoyed, uh, I've got a couple different face shields. I got a case for it. Ooh. Um, and that was the
1: first thing I ran yeah. out and grabbed a case like a couple of days after I bought it. Cause I at first, I just bought it cause I didn't, for whatever reason, I didn't picture myself taking it places. I kind of mm-hmm. figured this was going to be like a console. I set it up in my living room and I know it's, it's wireless, but I didn't think it would move too much past my living room. And like the first couple of days, like I was transporting, I took it to my parents. I was to show my brother and I put it back in the box that it came in. I was like, this is not ideal. So I instantly went out and got a hard case for it, but like to, yeah, there's so many accessories and stuff. You search on Amazon quickly and it's just there's so much in yeah, my this is my
0: case it's pretty simple yeah opens yep. up holds everything
1: super duper easy
0: yeah it's great mm. yeah um yeah and i've had mine for two years and i continue to go back to it and i'm gonna get back to it. i've got games i want to play uh we'll continue to talk about this mark because we'll have someone to talk about vr stuff yeah. this is very fun very cool absolutely Yeah, so uh, let us know your thoughts on VR. Are you interested? Questions? Let us know. Um, Obviously, Sean Nias is excited about PlayStation VR uh, 2, and there's questions about that. Games will come forward, but that system sounds awesome, but I'm guessing that's going to be a little bit higher end. So there's going to be something for everybody at every entry point for VR. So that is it, Mark. So tell people where they can find you in the world of video gaming.
1: Well, you can find me at uh on on xbox and switch uh Knurdian, uh you can find me on oculus if you add me as a facebook friend so uh i don't know if can you just add oculus friends i think you can do that can't you
0: maybe they've changed their weird entry points there could be there could
1: be something i will look that up for next time um but maybe if if I can share the profile, I will in our Discord chat. Maybe we'll get something going on there. Yeah. Uh, but you can also uh, you can find me on our, our Discord, Facebook, and uh, on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at the underscore Canardian.
0: Very, very good, my friend. Uh, on Twitch, or sorry, on Twitter at Tiaxtra my ramblings. Uh at Twitch, I mean Twitch at Spartion 1998 I stream there. Very cool. Not very often. Uh, and on video gaming uh platforms, uh Spartion ninety eight on Xbox and Switch, Spartion nineteen ninety eight on PSN, and Todd oxtra on Facebook slash Oculus for if you want to play with me because I've never done online with people. I would really
1: be interested in doing that. We gotta jump in some some horizon worlds, I think. Just even hang out. Perfect. We could probably record a podcast in oh, virtual reality
0: that would be so cool mark and we would look like fools but we'd have a great time doing it
1: well we got to do some tests with this and, and see oh what we can what we can pull just off. even some I know like poker can vr in would be great yeah 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 awesome
0: yeah so uh if you are interested we'll give all of these things a try why not we're adults we have unlimited time and energy right mark <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> My voice is definitely telling that exact story right now. Absolutely. It is late, folks. We need to end this podcast. Hopefully you had a good time. We did indeed. Buy the NFT behind me for no money. Just download it from Konami. Uh, There you go. That is your PSA for today. Well, as always, Mark, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us on this uh, voyage. We're going to have a guest next week, so look forward to that. And with that, folks, I will say, remember, it's always better to game
1: together this podcast is part of the secret friends unite podcasting network visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows articles news reviews and more secret friends unite podcasts are available on apple google spotify and other podcast services around the world